Today on the show, 2023 will not see a single G-rated movie released in theaters. Even movies featuring characters made for preschoolers find themselves advising parental guidance. Are we witnessing the death of the family movie or are kids growing up too fast? Get your ticket. It's time for our feature presentation. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds today have no idea how good they have it. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, rated PG for some mild, rude humor and sequences of intense peril. Thank you for making us your daily stop for the latest in nerdy news. Now, Monday through Friday, let's get to our top story. Family movies are dead. <laughs> 2023 will see zero G-rated movies come to theaters. Uh, this is from NotTheBee.com and Axios as well. Uh, if you're a parent to young kids, you may have noticed this trend, but for many, it slipped past the radar until now. The G rating for movies, meaning movies approved for kids of all ages, is essentially disappearing completely from the screen. In 2023, there will be zero G rated movies appearing in theaters. Here's Axios' short write-up of the phenomenon to give you a quick look at what's transpiring. This year, there may be zero full-length G-rated movies. Even the Paw Patrol sequel coming September 29th is PG for mild action slash peril. The New York Times notes in a reporter's notebook, Honey, I Blew Up the Family Fun. <laughs> Only a decade ago, 18 G-rated movies came out in a year. In 2003, there were 30 plus. Wow. Here's why it matters. Titles adults and children's can watch to get adults and children's <laughs> adults and children can watch together, which used to be a cinema staple are now sporadic. The time says the G rating, a stalwart of the films of my childhood has nearly disappeared. Culture reporter Alexis Solosky writes a, col a, col a corollary <laughs> to the reluctance of producers of family films to admit that they're meant for families. Movie studios do not have a care in the world for family standards or making movies that are friendly to all audiences. Why does this year's Little Mermaid remake need to be PG when the original was an easy G rating? Why does Paw Patrol 2 need to have sequences intense enough to merit a PG rating? Mm -hmm. Why is the G movie disappearing? Here's one theory from Inez Stepman. She says... There's nothing truly for children or truly for adults anymore. American taste has converged in the middle at Disney adult slash 13-year-old hormonal boy. <laughs> <laughs> so everything is made for that demographic, wow. that weird cross-section. So here's... You know whose fault it is? Hmm. It's parents. It's parents' uh, fault. Yeah, I agree. For not wanting to go to the G-rated movie. And now they've seen, oh, people don't see the movie if it's g they don't go to the theaters because it's for kids. <laughs> so now we have to stick this tiny little bit in well, just to get it to PG so people will go see it. Let me put something in perspective here. Monsters Incorporated. Monsters, Inc. Mm -hmm. We can't let our children watch it. <laughs> no. Mainly for the thing at the end, toward the end with the scary spider water noose dude chasing them down, the kids screaming. It's very harrowing and intense. Mm -hmm. 
Well, they don't like the other guy either. The sure, the slithery, slithery guy. Yeah. But I mean, there's intense moments in that movie. Right. That movie's rated G. Really? What's going to happen in Paw Patrol 2? <laughs> That's worse than that. That's what I need to know. Right. Right. <laughs> Paw Patrol are characters that were made for preschoolers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh-huh. happening in Paw Patrol 2? <laughs> yeah. That's worse than Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, when yeah. I think of this, I do think of a couple things. Uh, first, when I think of the, I think the shift started to happen when we were kids. Because when we were little, initially we had the... Uh, educators initiative or whatever uh, requirement that shows had to have some sort of teachable value to them. Okay. So like the cartoons and the kids shows all had to have some sort of overt moral to the story, Mm -hmm. teach you something, be a learning experience, had to have an educational component to it. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of slipped by the wayside as we were kind of growing up. And so we had power Rangers, we had Ninja Turtles, we had Batman, the animated series, most of which didn't really have a solid moral or educational value to them. It was just kind of mindless child violence. Okay. (laughs) We were getting into that fantasy violence already younger. Mm -hmm. And even Christian parents, when they're looking for movies that they're going to allow their kids to watch that aren't G rated, Mm -hmm. they're looking for how much sexual content does it have? How much cursing does it have? Mm-hmm. They usually don't care so much about the violence. This is Just true. in general. That's the, the least of the things. Mm-hmm. That's usually what's bringing things up. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about rude humor now being one of the aspects, I think that might be the new driving force is rude humor. Mm. Think about Bluey. One of the most wholesome, family-friendly shows I think that's ever come across our screens mm-hmm. as parents. It's hard to think of Bluey as anything but family friendly, but they've had several episodes held back or slightly changed to avoid some rude humor. They have a whole episode about did dad fart in the daughter's face. Right. <laughs> that took a lot of effort to get to Disney Plus yeah. because... Dad fluffy. Initial, initial, <laughs> original like censors are like, hey, we can't do that. <laughs> and even then, though, there's a lot of fart jokes and pee jokes oh, yeah. in Bluey. Uh-huh. Not so much that you're like, that's gross. Mm-mm. It's always funny. It, it comes off to me as natural mm-hmm. because I live with two boys. Mm-hmm. And even our daughter, when she toots, she goes, I toot. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. It's just life mm-hmm. in the family. We talk about those things. But I, I wasn't, it, I feel like it wasn't even really a thing when we were kids or even just a few years ago. That's I true. remember feeling like the Daniel Tiger episode about using the potty <laughs> was a bit controversial. Like, Do you really want to show kids using the toilet this young? <laughs> I get it. It's about teaching them to go potty. But right. still, I was uncomfortable. And then Bluey came and like, okay, this is great. I don't care. <laughs> All the potty humor you want. So is it, a, is it a bad thing that G-rated movies are going away? Or have children just grown up a bit and the rating system remains unchanged? You know what I mean? Because m- mild, rude humor like this mm. could be enough to warrant a PG rating. Mm-hmm. 
I think maybe since these were set in the early 1900s, they've slightly changed over the time because PG and PG-13 weren't originally categories, just like the Viridian Toothy Cow is saying. I remember PG-13 was specifically like the latest, uh, the latest edition because it was like, it's going to be PG, which is right. mostly family friendly, or it's going to be R rated. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. you got one tick too close to R rating, mm-hmm. then that ruins the chance that your movie is going to make any money back then. Mm-hmm. Not so much now, but there, I think it might've been Steven Spielberg. I don't know. There's some, some big name is like, can we make a middle one, please? A PG 13 where it's just a little bit more adult, but not full R rated. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so then that happened. Um, but I think all generations have shifted a bit more to just slightly more each each level, slightly more adult. Mm-hmm. PG thirteen comedies were yeah. a mm-hmm. staple when we were teenagers. Uh-huh. That's true. Dozens a year. Now they're all going full R. Mm-hmm. Have been for the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be a funny PG thirteen movie. We're going to kick it up a notch. We're going to go to R because people are still going to go see it. I mean, my mom paid for me and Bubba to go watch Scary Movie in the theaters. That was a hard R. It had a lot of terrible things in it. My mom didn't know. Parents don't keep up with this stuff as much. Right. And so (laughs) because we were the children whose parents weren't keeping up as much with it, as we're growing up, we're like, eh, I saw this stuff when I was a kid. <laughs> I saw worse. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like, like, I feel like our boys are the only kids in their circles, both at school and even at church that haven't seen a bunch of PG-13 movies mm-hmm. or worse. Like they haven't seen any of the Marvel, Marvel movies. Right. Yeah. We haven't started them on that yet. I want to so bad, but... When I watch them, I realize why. Yeah, maybe not yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. maybe we'll wait just a little bit longer. Cynical <sighs> um, says, "If I remember, it was Raiders. It was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark that that prompted the creation of PG thirteen. Thank you, Cynical. Uh, Mosaic says, "A lot of the old G rated movies are mildly inappropriate now. My favorite as a kid was always Jungle Book animated, uh, but watching it, I was like, oh my, this is slightly racist." <laughs> That's true. Uh, what, do you, what, yeah, what do you what do you do with that? Well, you put a disclaimer at the beginning saying, "Hey, <laughs> back then, <laughs> this, this, this normal. Pe- people didn't this people didn't get people. up in arms about this stuff as much, and so we just let it slide." I'm sorry. Gosh, yeah, some of those things are real bad. <laughs> those things are real bad. Um, but anyway. We want to we want to preserve innocence as long as we can with our children, mm-hmm. but societal pressure is also a bear. Mm-hmm. Like, if all of their friends are watching all the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. it's hard for us as parents to say, "Well, no, you still can't watch them." We want to find compromises. Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe you can watch this one and this one, just not that one yet. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's 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 hard to get to that point. Like we watch. Into the Spider-Verse. Both of our boys love Into the Spider-Verse. And it was a great movie. It didn't have any cussing. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some violence, a couple scary moments. But overall, fantastic Spider-Man movie. Sequel comes out. My wife and I watch it, pre-screen it. And it's like, gosh, I say 
the A word like four times in this mm-hmm. movie. And they say it as a joke. Right. Which is which is what they're going to want to copy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a joke. And uh, that makes them think cussing is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, just, I don't like that. I think Eli would be okay, our oldest. Because mm-hmm. I think he understands when we say, hey, don't say that word. Yeah. Because he's we've watched we've we've been watching mean, Mandalorian and they say the D word and as soon as stuff even, right now. As soon as our kids went to kindergarten, they learned all the cuss words. Oh sure. They went to school. Yeah. And I get that. All their They're friends already cuss. out there. Yeah. But that, all school friends cuss anyway. Right. <laughs> Some of the church friends. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that have tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I still don't want it to be like this. Uh, so Tristan says it also depends on where you live. Uh, what one country considers PG might be uh, G and vice versa. Yeah, I think Bluey is a in in Australia where it's made is fine. Straight up, yeah, G rated or you know Y rated, whatever they do. I don't know if those ratings are worldwide or just America, but anyway, <laughs> no problem there. No need mm-hmm. to censor it there. Come to America, we're like, oh goodness, some of these. <sighs> I think there's still some that we don't have. That not because they haven't come out yet or aren't available, but because some are just like, no, there's just too much, mm-hmm. too much uh, potty humor. We can't bring it in. Mm-hmm. And then they, they changed some of them. Like there was a a joke that would have gone over any, any kid's head where Bandit's talking about if he's going to get neutered or not, essentially. <laughs> but he doesn't say the word neuter. He's like, I don't know. What if I want to have more kids later? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> And it changed to something about, you know, his diet or something. I don't know. They changed they changed the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. But I do think G-rated movies might be completely on the way out. Hmm. I don't think we're going to see more. Even most of the Disney movies now mm-hmm. have more rude humor or more peril. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I really think the. That Paw Patrol 2 being PG is a large indicator. Because, again, these are preschool yeah. characters already. Yeah. And the first movie was so good. And, and this so one's going to be good, too. Well done. It's just going to be a bit intense at some I point. I hope they don't ruin it. <laughs> Please don't ruin Paw Patrol. Oh, gosh. Uh, all right. In other news today, uh, speaking of movies still, we're going to keep it in the movie realm. A PR firm has been paying Rotten Tomato critics for positive reviews. Oh, no. Five years. <laughs> Moviegoers, critics, and the average internet user have all used the a- uh, aggregation site Rotten Tomatoes at one point or another. Uh, where does this? It doesn't show me where this article is from. Hold on. This article is from ScreenGeek.com. The website categorizes films and shows from fresh to rotten, with rotten being those with lower ratings. And now it looks like the site scores have been manipulated for more than five years. As noted by Vulture, it looks like a PR firm has manipulated movie scores on Rotten Tomatoes by paying the critics directly, and that it's been happening for at least five years. The PR firm named Bunker 15 is said to pay as much as $50 for a single Rotten Tomatoes interview or review. The payments, which aren't typically disclosed, are usually given to obscure critics who happen to be a part of the pool tracked by Rotten Tomatoes. So it's not the big ones that are in like the nationwide newspapers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to be the obscure local ones, but that okay. are still popular enough that they can be justified to be in the official review pool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
Though it's worth noting that the aggregation site's rules prohibit reviewing based on financial incentive, director Paul Schrader, also a critic, spoke out against Rotten Tomatoes, which he says is part of a broken system. The system is broken. Audiences are dumber. Normal people don't go through reviews like they used to. Rotten Tomatoes is something that studios can game, so they do. The site responded by delisting a variety of Bunker 15 films from their website. Furthermore, they issued a warning to any critics that reviewed them. The warning emphasizes that they do not tolerate manipulation on their platform. But you did for five years and you didn't know it. <laughs> like how, how many other studios are doing this is what I'm right, saying. Right, right. Like mm -hmm. is this the, the best kept secret in Rotten Tomatoes? is that all of them are doing this. Every good review you see costs $50. <laughs> wow. I, I, I don't want to, I'm not saying that this studio is doing this, but I know that like leading up to movie releases for the DC comic movie universe. They all had good it's scores. Always good. It's always, <laughs> oh, maybe not good scores or reviews, but like, it's always good reviews. Uh -huh. Like the flash man. Everybody was saying this is the best superhero movie that's ever been made. Um, who was it? That, was it Stephen King? I think it was Stephen King who doesn't even go see superhero movies, got an advanced screening and said, I was blown away by how great this movie was. <laughs> and it came out and everyone's like, this movie's garbage. This is the hot garbagest movie of all hot garbages. <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> like it's one of it's one of the worst rated superhero movies for DC, let alone like ever on Rotten Tomatoes. And I feel like they game it. They game the system preemptively in the hopes of tricking you to go see the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> People are evil. What can I say? Can't do anything about it. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I always knew Rotten Tomatoes couldn't be trusted. Uh, but with Amazon also finding it impossible to avoid fake reviews, whole websites designed to uh -huh. look like legitimate review sites for products online, like mattresses and whatnot. How can you trust any reviews anymore? Yeah, yeah you can't. You can only trust. Well, I was about to say you can only trust bad reviews. But even then, no, because there have been several companies that have been caught purchasing bad reviews for competitors' products. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. What do we do? There's got to be a, some... Do, do all reviews have to be manually verified with, like, a, a legal ID <laughs> <laughs> to prove that you're a real person and you have to have the receipt that you bought this thing before we believe you? I could still be faked. <laughs> yeah, it still can be. Anyway. Oh, that wraps up today's news. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, our shinies share their favorite G-rated movies. And we'll share today in nerd history. Stick around. I'm Danessa McPherson, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the Angel Eyes Trilogy book series, written by Shannon Didmore and published by Rutledge Hill Press. The Angel Eyes Trilogy is going to have an upcoming new cover reveal at the end of September. You can follow Shannon Didmore on Facebook at Shannon Didmore-Author, 
Instagram at Shannon Diddy, and her website at ShannonDiddemore.com. The three books in this trilogy include Angel Eyes, Broken Wings, and Dark Halo. They follow Brielle and Jake through what would seem like Helen back again with an angelic guardian and hostess friends. They are constantly being surrounded by demons and darkness that, at times, seems to take its toll on these two young people who have had their fair share of hardships and heartbreak. When a beautiful and mysterious halo is brought into the mix, a constant battle between huge angels with metal wings and nightmarish demons builds out into an all-out savage war that only Brielle witnesses, and a twist brought in that can answer questions that have plagued Brielle and her father. Brielle begins questioning her wavering faith and whether this is this sight is a gift or a curse. With the undertone that love conquers all, and we are never truly alone because God is always present, the reader can find themselves cheering, crying, and rejoicing with the characters throughout the story. This is a young adult Christian fiction book that is full of thrills, twists, and turns. I would compare the series as a mix between Frank Peretti's This Present Darkness with Stephanie Meyer's Twilight Saga. Instead of vampires and werewolves, there are angels and demons. When you take these and add a very real God who is there throughout the whole book, it is nothing short of amazing. I highly recommend this series for those that are fans of young adult books, fictions, thrillers, and who enjoy a love story that doesn't come easy and leaves the reader on the edge of their seat trying to figure out what is going to happen next. That's all for this review. Once again, I'm Denise McPherson. You can follow my bookstagram at faith underscore love underscore and underscore bookstagram or hang out and see what games I'm playing and other Instagram shenanigans at bless.this.messy.life. And remember, Deuteronomy 31.8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. Our top story today was the decline of G-rated movies, which led us to thinking about our favorite G-rated movies. We reached out to our Discord shinies to ask them, what is your favorite G-rated movie? And any other thoughts they had? Here is what you had to say. So Sinical chimed in first. Uh, he said, I had to double check the rating, but Emperor's New Groove is absolutely my favorite G-rated movie. Mm. That is such a good movie. Yeah. That is one of our favorites, too. I'm sad that our kids just don't like it they yet. They don't like it. Every time I've tried on, multiple yeah, times. They're like, mm -hmm. like, this is lame. I'm like, I was rolling at this movie. <laughs> Still today, I'm rolling at this movie. How are you You and I need to just it? watch it together. I know. We owned it for a while, and then it got a scratch on it, like a deep scratch that we couldn't get out on the DVD. And we tried, like, ripping it from the dvd to make it a digital file and hoping that would work and it didn't it, like it would play for about it would play long enough to give us hope play for like 30 <laughs> minutes and then the file would just corrupt at that point I'm like great <laughs> so we haven't actually gotten to watch we haven't sat down and watched it since we got in disney plus or anything yeah but we need yeah. to 
I need to. This is a good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so he's had a close second as Disney's Hercules um, because it's hilarious. Uh, Hercules was good. We watched that a lot in school. That was one of those really? substitute teacher movies that we saw. <laughs> I saw that at least three different times in middle school. But it was good. A lot I, of good music in that one. Yeah. I only watched it probably a, a couple times. I don't. I couldn't even hey, tell Danny, you a lot of that movie. Danny DeVito was a tiny minotaur. It was great. <laughs> or whatever he was. I don't half goat, whatever that is. He was a half goat. Uh, uh, MDV2 says Fern Gully. Okay. Wow. Fern Gully. Fern Gully. Uh, Senecal replied to that saying, even as a kid, I knew that was propaganda, <laughs> but I watched it all the time. <laughs> For reals. Wandering Knight said Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Lilo and Stitch. Probably a few more, but those are up there for sure. Mm-hmm. Toy Story is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Monsters, Inc., I loved. I still love Monsters, Inc. Me too. And the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lilo and Stitch was all right. I never really got into Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, me neither. It was a big, it's still a big fan culture around Lilo it and is. Stitch. I, I think they're couldn't. working on a live action, aren't they? I think they are. Yeah. But I just mm-hmm. couldn't get into it. I don't know. Uh, Rudy to the Cow says, Babe, Singing in the Rain, My Fair Lady. There's a lot of older musicals that could fall under this. Yeah. Yeah. Mosaic Fan Art said, Babe is my favorite. That'll, That'll do, do pig. pig. That'll do. <laughs> With uh, Zephyr Cochran as the farmer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> From First Contact. Everyone's <laughs> like, who? <laughs> <laughs> what was the other ones? Of the Singing in the Rain? Singing in the Rain and My Fair Lady. This is Verdi. This is Josh. I love Truth, yeah. My Fair Lady. You liked My Fair Lady, yeah. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have not been able to watch it in a really long time. Like since we didn't have a DVD player anymore. Because I don't know if it streams anywhere at all. Probably on Netflix. Because <laughs> we don't have that well, one. Well, I feel like you're one of three people okay. that watch it movies that are that old. It was listed by somebody. Yeah, he's, no, he's one of them too. We've got two of them right here in the room. (laughs) (laughs) What are the odds? Seven brides for seven brothers. Don't eat the daisies. (gasps) I love don't eat the daisies. (laughs) Yes, we have no bananas. All those movies. I don't know that one. You don't know that one? Yes, we have no bananas. I don't know if that's how that goes. That's just how I sang it when I was a kid. All right. Tristan says, uh, the movie rating system here in Australia is different to the U.S. And what might be G for us might be PG in in Australia or vice versa, uh, which he said earlier in the show Mm -hmm. in the comments. But this is what he said also in the Discord. Uh, So the best options I can come up with would be Studio Ghibli movies like uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, Ponyo, Artery, I've seen all of those on several lists of G-rated movies as I was going through this thing. Uh, I never even heard about Kiki's Delivery Service. I've heard of Ponyo, um, but that was on every list. Like every list of the best G-rated movies ever, Kiki's Delivery Service was somewhere on that list. What is it? I don't know. It's an anime. (laughs) (laughs) We can check it out, I guess. Ponyo I've seen, also an anime, also pretty good. Um, (laughs) Kiki's Delivery Service is amazing, says Fruity and Toothy Cow. Yep. Uh, he also, uh, Trishan also listed Disney's Wally. Oh, yeah. Which is great. Wally has a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Fun to watch. I, Good messages abound. I watched, I think it's Dolly, is the sound, mm. most of the soundtrack from Wally. 
Dolly's the name of the AI image generator. I love Dolly. Dolly. Hello, Dolly. Thank you, Mosaic Fan Art. Hello, Dolly is an old movie. Oh, I thought we were talking about Wally. Because no, <laughs> no, I just said all Wally. The, all the music from Wally is from Hello, Dolly. Oh. <laughs> and it was cool to, to watch the movie. Um, it's like one of those singing and dancing ones. But I was like, I know all these songs, like from Wally. And, gotcha. Because that's the movie he's watching. That's the thing in the beginning. Uh huh. Yeah, in okay. the VCR. Yeah. The Chosen uh, Eleven Twenty One says Prince of Egypt. I've forgotten about that movie. Uh, that was a pretty darn good movie. I remember. Yeah. Um, I saw it a couple times. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Good animated retelling of the Moses story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Pseudo Ghibli. Pseudo Ghibli is on Max. Okay. So, yeah, if you want to see those anime movies we just talked about, get, okay. get HBO Max. <sighs> um, so, I have a list of some of my favorites that I was trying to find. Okay. Uh, Aladdin. Oh. Mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. The Lion King. A mm-hmm. classic. I saw it both times it was in theaters because it was so popular. It came back it to came theaters back. like a year later. Toy Story 3 which I just watched again with the kids, and I remember just how good this movie is. (laughs) Toy Story 1 is fine. Hello there. Hello. Thanks for that follow, uh, The Chosen 1121. Uh, (laughs) Toy Story is fine. Toy Story 1 is fine. It was the first one. It's the first movie. First Pixar movie, right? It was Uh was good for what it was. It was great for what it was. Yeah. Least favorite Toy Story movie. (laughs) Toy Story 2, really good. Toy Story 3, fantastic. Toy Story 4, heh. It's fine. Uh, I like it better than Toy Story 1, but it's probably next on the list for the bottom. Do you feel you like the third one because of your age and like you were the generation that watched Toy Story and seeing it? Yes. You know, with Andy growing up and all that, like that hits you harder because you had grown up. Almost 100%. That's a major factor in it. Yeah. Do you remember you and I going to the theaters? Tears. Tears. We were we were we were just (laughs) married, just a few years out of high school, so we were kind of in that same age range that Andy was Mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. And like, good night. Yeah. So good and Uh so sad. So good. Yeah. Three was three was the good ending, but the perfect ending. But Uh we did get Forky in four. I love Forky. I hate Forky. Forky. (laughs) So annoying. My kids watch those. Forky asks a question. Seals of I period. hate those. Thank you for your <laughs> subscription 20 months in a row. The new Aladdin was good, too. I don't think it's G-rated, though. Um, it might be. I don't know. Uh, I also have Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put Wally on here as well. Mary Poppins. Okay. Real good. Mm-hmm. Real good classic. Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly to me, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's G. Rated G. Even with the scary boat Even ride? Even with the scary boat ride. <laughs> with rated all the G nasty... Rated. Oh, do you remember like all those images yeah. they put? <laughs> what is that? I want to read the book. where we're rowing. I want to read the book so I can see what they were trying to do. Muppet Maybe. Treasure Island. Okay. I and most love, of the Muppet movies. But Muppet, Muppet Treasure, Treasure Island. Island. Muppet Treasure Island and Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. All-time bangers. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no way out. Mm-hmm. What about you? Do you have any more that you can think of? Oh, gosh. You liked a lot of those old Disney movies, right? Uh Uh-huh. Old Disney princess movies. 
princess. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, uh, Snow White scared me when I was little. All of those old movies. And Beauty and the Beast. Had yeah. a terrifying Ariel, thing. Dumbo even. Yeah. The Little Mermaid was my favorite. That was my movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we were going to watch a Disney movie that I got to pick. Little Mermaid. <laughs> I remember seeing The Lion King in theaters. It mm-hmm. was like um, the last movie we watched before coming over from, from Germany, from being overseas. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember that being, oh, it was such a good movie, a big deal. Pocahontas. I was also a fan of Pocahontas. You can paint with all the colors. <laughs> I... I don't think I like that movie, but I've seen it a lot. <laughs> Mulan. Mulan, yeah. I like I Mulan a lot. See, I was, uh, we didn't get to buy all the Disney movies. So like the ones I remember is the VHSs that we owned, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got mm-hmm. to watch over and over and over. And we didn't own Mulan. So I didn't get to watch that until I was over at a friend's house. The sun on you, the sun on your cow. <laughs> <laughs> The sidekicks really make it for me. Hercules, Danny DeVito's sidekick really mm. made it for me. Uh, with Mulan, Eddie Murphy as the little, little dragon mm-hmm. also made it for me. Mm-hmm. Finding Nemo was said. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, the chosen there. <laughs> I've like I've like watched as an adult the classics like Pollyanna, mm. mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Swiss Family Robinson. <laughs> I like those. <laughs> uh, are we going to skip over Anne of Green Gables? Oh, my God. The thing that took two VHSs to get through before Love Titanic Anna, had to do it. Love Anne of Green Gables. Yes. Addicted to Anne of Green Gables. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen the new show. There's apparently a show. I haven't seen it. But. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just remembering. I have a puppet. His name is Brody. <laughs> And for a while, I was trying to make YouTube content with my puppet. <laughs> and he's a terrible puppeteer. Um, yeah. So I had to do, I, I was doing a thing like he was, I wasn't on film. It was him. I was holding the camera in one hand, holding the puppet in the other, and the puppet was taking you around. And I did a, a like a tour of our church library, and we had a bunch of tapes. And... We got to Anna Green Gables. I'm like, Anna Green Gables. That show had two tapes. Like Titanic. But you're not going to find that movie in here. Because, because of the, that scene with the, because it had a, there was a boot and then I cut off the camera. Oh my Oh, but anyway, G-rated movies. They're great. What's the subject? G-rated movies. G-rated movies. (laughs) Now, let's wrap up the show. It's time for Today in Earth History. Today. Today's date is September 15th. 
On September 15, 1997, the domain name Google.com was registered. This was one of the first steps of the founding of Google as a technology company, officially founded in 1998 by two Stanford University students, Larry Page and Sergey Brin. On September 15, 2002, Animal Crossing released for GameCube. This life simulation game allows players to live in a village of talking animals, customize their houses, collect various items, and enjoy different events based on the real-time clock and calendar. On September 15, 2018, Undertale was released. This 2D role-playing game lets the player choose between fighting or befriending the monsters they encounter in a mysterious underground world, with the game's story and characters changing based on the player's actions. Find out more nerdy facts about today's entries at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. We thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of your day. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube and 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio. You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you can catch up on any episodes you missed. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Deidre. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.